Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Long Finish. I'm your host, Tug Coker, here for another episode, episode three of The Long Finish. And I'm sitting here next to my wife and co-host, Catherine Weil Coker. How are you doing, Catherine? I'm so happy to be here. Wow. You had a week. We had a fun week, didn't we? We did. Yeah. It's nice to see you again after all this busyness. Yeah, we've had a very busy week. My folks were in town, um, and we did have a little bit of wine, but mostly it was bourbon, or should I say Maker's Mark and ginger ales. That's what you drink when you're with the Cokers. And it is a true pleasure when you don't have that, but, you know, only four times a year. It's really an enjoyable little vacation from wine. It's a very crushable drink. <laughs> it is. We'll go to every fancy restaurant or it doesn't matter actually. We'll go to any restaurant, whether it's uh, a chain restaurant or a fancy restaurant, and we'll almost always start off with Maker's and Ginger Ale. And in our home as well. Absolutely. Or the hotel, wherever. <laughs> Absolutely. So we got a little Ginger Ale left. Maybe we'll do that as a nightcap tonight. <laughs> But uh, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome to The Long Finish. If you've been staying with us from episode one, thank you. Um, uh, what is The Long Finish? Well, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time, it is our journey. My wife and myself, as we work together to own and operate Esther's Bar and Wine Shop in Santa Monica, California. Doing all this while raising two young boys, three years old and ten months old, and we do our best to grow the restaurant and raise our kids and keep our our marriage alive good one honey thank you thank you i was trying to find the word <laughs> was it marriage <laughs> is it going well i don't know i looked down at my hand oh yeah we're still married we're still doing it <laughs> but we part of the reason that we're having so much success with our marriage right now is because we get together and we drink a lot of wine and we want to do that with you all so every week we're going to open a new bottle of wine very excited about this wine tonight. So tonight we have Catherine and Pierre Breton. That's the producer. Uh, it's Burgoy, though that's in the Loire Valley. 100% Cabernet Franc, and the vintage is 2017. So Cabernet Franc from the Loire Valley of France. It's called Trinch. Trinch. Now, uh, as I have uh, said uh, previously on the podcast, Catherine is a former food and wine sommelier of the year which I'm proud to say she will almost never say uh, in public or private, just because she's humble. She's very proud of that, but she's, but she's humble. I'll say you're humble. You, you can say I'm humble too, but that makes you not humble <laughs> once you say that. <laughs> uh, but she also picks out all the wines for Esther's Bar and Wine Shop, and she is the wine director for the entire restaurant group uh, known as Rustic Canyon here in Santa Monica, California. So... We're excited to talk about wine tonight, but um, as we do in every podcast, let's we tape these podcasts after our kids go to bed, and tonight we did pretty well. Um, what were your thoughts on uh, tonight's performance by us as we put our two children to bed? Um, I don't know if you were having the same experience as I was, but I thought it was pretty... Pretty close to a 10. I would say it was great. You know why? Because I was on the phone. And you didn't really. The entire time. I didn't even. I helped feed our youngest one a little bottle from 6 to 6.30. But then I was on the phone for basically all the bedtime. So for me, I agree. It was a 10. And it was 
not bad for me either. I was with the three-year-old and he listened to his songs. He went to bed. He didn't fight it really too much. And the baby didn't fight it. And everyone was easy and happy the whole night. It was like, who are you? What's happening? This might be the best it gets for us. Yeah. So uh, let's just savor this. Yes. Can you all? Let's, well, I, you know, I we can't hear you, but we we if we can imagine a small applause from our listeners that we did it we had the perfect night we started the podcast before 9 p.m amazing which is big and we'll probably be done before 10 which is great awesome so big big win for us and allows us uh, to get into the wine a little bit earlier tonight, which is, is fun for all involved. But it's been a busy week for us because my parents were in town, as we said earlier, drinking makers and ginger ales. And um, you got the kids. My dad has the most energy of, of anyone I've ever met. And so it's wonderful to have him in town. Obviously, wonderful to have my mom as well because uh, my mom and I, have, we share similar energies um, where we can chill a little bit. But my dad loves to go, go, go. So when he's in town, it's great because he basically can match the energy of a three-year-old. It's unreal. I've never seen any human do it that wasn't another three-year-old. It's pretty impressive. And, you know, it's nice for us because we can take we, we can send uh, our oldest child off with uh, who, who we call Chief. My dad we, my dad is known as affectionately as Chief. And uh, we'll, he's, they, they can be gone for the day. And my dad took him to the beach. They went and uh, swam in the ocean. They went shopping. They played soccer. I mean, they did it all. So it's really, uh, my parents live in Virginia, and so they don't get out here all the time. And it's a point of contention in my family because they live about a mile from my sister and my sister's family. And whenever we get together or discuss a family vacation, you know, my parents... They will. They're very active in my my niece and nephew's life. They will pick them up from school a couple times a week. They will watch them in the afternoon. My dad is the assistant coach of my nephew's soccer team. So when we all get together and say, "Let's have a let's plan a family vacation," what do we want to do? The, every time I say, "I want you to do what you do for my sister," which is, I want you to watch my kids, and yeah. I want I Catherine want, and me to go out. I want babysitting. Yeah. So we're getting a little more direct in what we what we ask for. Well, it's also easier. Like the older the kids get, it they're they're more knowledgeable about what their relationship is with their grandparents. They relish it. Like they have their own little special relationship now. It's very cool. I know um a lot of people say this, but you know, they they, they especially love that um Kind of the first few months, I know it for my mom especially. It was a little tough to be around a newborn, even though she had three and her, you know, she raised three kids. She, they, they just kind of like, why don't you? We'll come around when the the youngest one has a more of a personality and can crawl, and we can hang out with them. So now they're here, or they were here, and now they're gone. Um, but when we when they're here, we have to spend a lot of time. With our family, obviously, and we want to, but there's a lot of catching up to do. So, uh, what's what's it been like going back to Esther's and and uh, getting that back in order? I don't know what's. Well, going I on. will say this: <laughs> lots going on. There is lots going on, and we and we do have one reason for success. You know, when I came into the restaurants, I you know, 
for those of you who don't know me, uh, outside of being in the restaurant world, I'm also working in the entertainment world as a writer and an actor. And coming to the restaurants has been such an eye-opening experience for me because I've never seen a P&L in my life. I don't know, you know, I know what it means, but to go, one of, the, one of the great things about what Josh Loeb and Colby Goff do with the group is they really do uh, crunch numbers. And it's really, the, the minutia is so, such an eye-opener. Um, and so to watch the, the fluctuation of a restaurant uh, from month to month is very interesting. And we were very lucky to have a very uh, a good month uh, after what has been some, some, some up and down months let's be completely frank yeah Um, this has been a time of lots of new restaurant openings minimum wage increase and so things have moved around a lot um kind of like where where's our footing and this past month was really great so that that feels good really good it's uh it's you know we're not going anywhere it's just it's just it's part of the business of restaurants at least in my you know four years of experience it's just interesting to watch the successes and less successes from month to month. But um, globally speaking or overall, like, you know, Esther's is doing great. We're really happy. And so especially after this month and um, we keep learning things and, you know, circumstances are, uh, you know, help the situation for the month or take it away. One thing I've always, I'm always joking about is that like uh, Esther's doesn't have a TV. So, there are times when the local sports do well where people don't want to frequent your establishment as much because you don't have a television to watch the, the baseball playoffs or the NBA playoffs. So those things are real. Those things are real. Absolutely. But it's also real that there's a new hotel down the street and there's lots of people that are now coming to our street and walking that's that's huge. Increasing of foot traffic is a big deal. One thing we've always said, Catherine and I have always said, is that we root for all restaurants to succeed. We root for all restaurants to be successful. We root for all restaurants in Santa Monica to be extra successful because we want people coming into the area to try food and then go to somewhere else. And, and just a culture of people that are excited about dining out. You know, people know about dining out. They f- they want to do it multiple times a week. We want to go to other places. We want to have a, a culture of going out to great restaurants. Absolutely. And, you know, like we we're, our street is 7th Street in Santa Monica. And we want that street to be as activated as possible. There's a new restaurant opening across the street. We want that to do well. Excited about the proper hotel coming in. We had a chance to meet those the people affiliated with the the hotel they've been awesome so we love that and then you know we you know we're always looking for ways to activate foot traffic on that street so um anyway that's just a little window into what we think about every day when we think about esters it's like how do we activate the neighborhood and how how do we get people to just kind of come into santa monica excited to dine um at at certain places and and maybe want to check us out uh, along the way but let's let's go ahead and transition now Let's talk a little about the wine that we're drinking tonight. So, as I said before, this is the Catherine and Pierre Breton uh, Bourgoy Cabernet Franc from the Loire Valley, the Trinch. Um, and Catherine and Pierre Breton, husband and wife team, 
classic husband and wife team. They're iconic in the Loire Valley because they kind of like started the natural wine movement there. We love husband and wife teams. <laughs> Any if it doesn't if it's not a terrible wine and it's a husband and wife team, we'll buy it. We should have a husband and wife team like wine section. <laughs> yeah. That's Esther's. cute. That's such a cute idea. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Nope. Um they uh they mostly make either Chenin Blanc, that's a great variety, or Cabernet Sauvignon, or Cabernet Franc, which is this. Um, and they have kind of three levels. They're like everyday wine drinking fun level. They're um, aging wine. Um, so the first is just, you know, a perfect Tuesday night wine, is which is this, this wine. And Trinch means cheers. It's... Uh, nod to Rabelais, the poet, um, who used that term as kind of like cheers in his poems. And um, it's meant to be drunk now. They also have like serious, serious Cabernet Franc that you can age, which I have had like 20 year old versions of it. And it's like drinking dried leaves. It's so intense. But um, this is fresh and fruity and I don't know it feels like the end of summer and the start of fall I love Cabernet Franc when it's just got a little chill on it and this does it's like leafy red bell pepper and red fruit and such a dark pretty purple color and mm, it feels like kind of spicy and spunky it's delicious that's that's the indicators that I get you know as a an elevated novice in the wine world, but like the purple color, and I get the load that bell pepper nose when I when I think of Cab Franc. So my question to you, like it is every week, is what are your indicators of what Cab Franc uh, drinks like, and then how is this a slight variation on that theme? Um, Cabernet Franc is a varietal that is um. One, it's one of the five Bordeaux varietals. It's typically found in Bordeaux or in the Loire Valley. Cabernet Franc is medium-bodied. To me, it always has this kind of bell pepper, leafiness, forest floor, and can have red fruit and sometimes black fruit. Um, doesn't have super heavy tannins, but Cabernet Franc has such a distinct Cabernet Franc thing. It does. It's so Cabernet Franc. You Franc-y always sure. it is, and that's there's no way around that. Uh, when you talk about body, can you can you just elaborate a little bit more about what what you mean by the body of a wine? The body is how full it is in your mouth, the mouth feel. So think of milk, skim milk. Two percent whole milk. This is kind of a two percent, I would say, or maybe a between a skim and a two percent for this one. Maybe a Cabernet Sauvignon from Napa Valley might be f- whole milk. That's what I mean by body. That's helpful. And and finally, what would you say are things that you would pair food wise with Cab Franc or this Cab Franc? whether it's at Esther's or at a party someone's throwing. We had this fabulous cassoulet 
at Birdie G's last week. Like this kind of like bean stew. It was a, it was a vegetarian cassoulet, so it, had, it was mostly just bean stew with greens and like pieces of crusty bread. This would be amazing with that if yeah. you want a fall on fall meal. Yeah, that goes into that forest floor kind of earthy thing that you exactly you get when you're thinking of Frog. I think it's also great. That's kind of like a matchy match, like an earthy soup with like kind of an earthy wine. But the opposite, you would not believe this. Um, Skittles. No. Does it go great with Skittles? <laughs> At this tasting that I went to a few weeks ago when I was leading this tasting in Omaha, we tried a creme brulee with a Cabernet Franc. I am not kidding you. It worked. Wow. I would never think of that it's on paper. It's almost like Skittles. And it was, yeah, right? It might work with Skittles. No, it was right. The caramelly denseness, I don't know what it was. Yeah, who knows? But it worked. It's so fun to find something like Absolutely. that. So I, I, I think uh, the matchy match is the earthiness, the like purity or intenseness of that sweet, I don't know. It worked. So we'll have this wine, hopefully, when this uh, podcast comes out um, at Esther's. And if you are listening somewhere across the country, you should go to your local wine purveyor and and uh, grab a Cab Franc and give it a try. Put a little chill on it. I know that's something that you recommend with a lot of your Cab Francs. And, um, and we'll enjoy Cab Franc for the fall. So now we're going to transition into what we do to end uh, every episode, which is something that's getting us excited or inspiring us about the week. And um, you want to kick it off? Sure. This week, uh, I had my wine club at Esther's. And one of the wines for our wine club is from my wine girl crush, Martha Stuman. Wine girl crush. Wednesday or whatever day you're listening to this. <laughs> Martha Stuman. If you look up a picture of her, she might be your wine girl crush too, honey. All right, hold on. Let's pause. I'm going to pause the podcast and go look at this right now. But beyond that, she's inspiring. She's everything to me. She's everything that's right about the wine business right now in California. She's a young woman who has her own winery, who had her first release in 2017. She's making wine naturally without intervention, without a lot, without any additives, natural wine from thoughtfully farmed vineyards, primarily organic. And she's really interested in just making delicious, food-friendly, balanced wines from California, from grape varieties that do well in California, like Zinfandel and Carignan. But all her wines are beautiful. There is this quote from her website, and I looked at her website because um, I was looking at it for the wine club. And this was also inspiring. Besides a love of food, I'm quoting now. Besides a love of food and therefore agriculture, Martha was drawn to wine for two reasons. She relishes a tradition in which the master-apprentice relationship is still very much alive and well, and because wine is a product that sets the pace and rhythm of the winemaker's life, rather than vice versa. I love that because I don't think about wine like that. It doesn't set the pace for my life because I work in a restaurant. The restaurant sets the pace. But I love that she chose it because 
that sets the pace for her life. I also love that idea of a mentor apprenticeship relationship. It is really true in the wine world. The apprentice mentor relationship is really alive in the arts and in anything that's in craftsmanship. Um, And I think that's really cool to preserve that relationship and that idea. I had never thought about it in that way. That's cool. Wine girl crush. My wine girl crush. Well, we'll have to get her down to Esther's. Yeah. Do a tasting. Sure. Now, my moment of inspiration um, is is a shout out to a, a very close friend of ours, and probably in the even if we're being quite honest, one of your best friends, Jenny Radlett-Mast, who I, I want to shout her out for a couple reasons. One, she's a podcast producer extraordinaire. If we as we said a couple times in uh, the show. Um, she just recently moved back, moved not moved back, but moved from Los Angeles to Chicago, um, and we miss her. But the reason why she inspires me is because in this day and age, at least in my personal and professional life, um, I get very frustrated when I reach out to some people that I work closely with who don't respond to my emails or my phone calls. It feels rude to me. And so when you know that you have someone that you can call on and they pick up the phone or they answer or text back your emails, it's, it feels like, it may, I don't, for me, it makes me feel, it's a, such a simple thing, but it makes me feel like I'm, I'm being respected. And Ginny, uh, I'm, I'm trying to produce this podcast. I edit it. I put it together. But I'm a novice when it comes to this. And Ginny is a professional and she's helped me out and she's picked up the phone when she's busy. She's working on, you know, she's, she's a, a soon she's to be. producing Dick Wolf's podcast. Do, yeah, she's a soon to be mom. But whenever I call her, she picks up the phone and she tells me how I can turn down the volume on, you know, on the app that I'm using. Or she tells me how to do, you know, X or Y or Z. And to me, like, that's just a small little thing that inspires me. And when I don't get my phone calls or emails returned in a timely manner, it reminds me, like, you know what? I need to do that. I need to hear people and, and respond. And so it takes people like Ginny Rattle at Mass to remind me of that. So it's, you know, it's an inspiration. So shout out to all you listeners out there. When you have friends that you can count on to pick up the phone or return an email or a text, like, those things go a long way. So hope you, uh, hopefully you recognize that. That's enough for my uh, uh, sentimentality, my desire for connection. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Long Finish. What's the recap? We had a successful night putting our kids together. We, I love listening to you talk about wine. And I love, more importantly, drinking wine. So hopefully next time you'll be drinking wine with us. We'll open a new bottle of wine. We'll have another topic to talk about. But until then, have a great night. Have a great week. Happy drinking.